Welcome everyone to That Kind of Nerds podcast, a weekly show where we break down what's going on in the nerdy world. I am CJ Mellon, joined of course by Joshua Burns and Brian Thornton. I want to take this opportunity to sound the alarms, to to yell and scream and say this is our Suicide Squad spoiler cast. You were warned. It's been two weeks. You were warned. All right, it's been a reasonable amount of time. You guys have been asking for us to, to talk about it. Everyone's finally seen the movie, so we're here to bring it to you. Uh, wow, that was a real pot shot at Josh. Unfiltered. But that was, everyone's finally <laughs> seen the movie. <laughs> that could have been me, that could have been Brian, could have been you. I left it open. Whoa, 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 whoa. That, it, <laughs> I think everyone knows everyone it wasn't was you Brian. or Brian. It's a superhero movie. It's never me. I would also like to, again, thank Laura Burns and you fine people of Twitter for allowing me to see this movie, ergo to have this discussion. So thank you for that. For that, I'll be turning over to our moderator for this episode, Mr. Brian Thornton. You have the floor, good sir. All right. Let's talk Suicide Squad. Um, So Suicide Squad opened August 5th, had a really solid opening weekend. It made a good 300 mil in the first three and a half days when you include Thursday nights um, and, and a solid opening week. It has already crossed the threshold of 500 mil, but here's the thing that I want to talk about real quick before we talk about the movie itself, because it goes directly into what Paul asked us about last week's episode about Rotten Tomatoes ratings. And do we put a whole lot of stock in that? And do people in general put a whole lot of stock in that? And this is the second DC movie I've seen this happen with first one, obviously being Batman v Superman which proves my theory that this this movie was going to make that much money no matter what. Because of people like us who are going to see it as soon as possible, some maybe later, earlier today, no matter what the critics' ratings say or who hard passes on it, we were going to go see it and it was going to make this much money. But it dropped its second week by 80%. What, so You mean in revenues? In revenues. Well, So, look, look the, the tomato meter, the critics... 284 reviews. As of the time of this recording, yes. And the average rating was a 4.7 out of 10, which equals 20. It's a 26%. 75 fresh, 209 rotten, right? But the audience, on 107,000 reviews, 69% liked it. Yeah, this was definitely much better received from a fan spectrum again. But again, this, this lends credence to the fact that People who are not like ingrained in this culture do still pay attention to that. You would not see that huge a drop off. It's probably one of the biggest drop offs in history besides Batman v Superman without people kind of paying attention to that. So, well, no, this is this is just par for the course for DC's movie thing. Have a great opening weekend and then have a hard drop. It's not I don't think that's a, a flaw against the movie. That's just how the DC audience and how the, the tomato factor has parted into this. The reviews got out. A lot of people weren't happy with it, and there was a big drop. I, it, it feeds right into Paul's point, which I think is bad. I, I, people I don't are think, lemmings. Yeah, I don't think that this movie was bad enough to warrant this big of a drop. And that's coming. That's saying not, something coming not, from me. Wait, well, not really. Well, you said, ladies and gentlemen, the person who hard passed on this movie not due to bad a 30 enough, second trailer. Not bad enough not bad to enough. warrant this kind of drop is maybe like the most you know, backhanded compliment I've ever heard. It wasn't bad enough to warrant this shit. You didn't, you didn't love it. You just didn't love it. You just, eh, it's me. It's okay. I, we're going to get into that, right? Well, are, I'm, I'm going to ask we? you that okay, right now. All right. So did you like it? Did you think it's worthy of the bad critics reviews that it's getting? What, what do you think, CJ? Okay. So no, hang on. You hard pass. No, no, no. There's Josh, th- what did you think? Uh, I loved it. And I mean, 
I I really really loved it from from uh, the opening of the movie, and especially leading off with origin stories. Uh, I thought it was great. I think that there's a lot of characters in there that nobody knows. Jared Leto was terrifying. Yes, as the Joker. Yes, he was. He was terrifying. So I I I loved it. I'm not. We can get into finer points. Uh, this is a movie I would see again in the theater. Um, there you let me know because I still want to see it again. There too. aren't many movies that I go twice in the theater. This is I would see this again for sure. It was really good. I like I said two weeks ago. I got out of that theater and I was like, that was a lot of fun. I truly enjoyed it and, and it had an enjoyable time at that movie. Um, I, I wouldn't. I, I did really enjoy it. I don't know if I would say I loved it, but it definitely was probably one of the better movies I've seen since probably Captain America in May. So I yeah, I, it's not. I'm not. I'm not. It's. I'm not putting it up there with Civil War. Uh, I'm just. I'm saying that as as movies go, I loved it. Um, I. It's you know on on first view, I didn't tear down any pieces of it. Um, there are a few things that I I really liked, and a, a couple things that I didn't like so much. But overall. Um, I really have to love a movie to want to go see it again. I'd, I'd, I'd go see it again tomorrow if I could. Absolutely. And ladies and gentlemen, to uh, shit on this movie and your hearts, CJ, what did you think okay, of this movie? To answer your question was, did you, this movie warrant the critics scoring? The answer is, as a film critic, yes, this warranted the scoring. Was this? Are movie- you a film critic? No, 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 no. I didn't say it was. Did the, cri- the critics' reasons really were- confused because I saw you at work earlier today, and if I'm a film critic... I need to start doing different things. F the F and critics. Hold on. Can, can I finish my point? Maybe. No, this is going to be the we beat the shit out of you episode. The film critics points about the movie are correct. But the problem is they're coming in with the wrong lens. This is eat your popcorn, watch shit blow up and see some fantastic acting. And that's what we got. And if you come in with that perspective, it was a good movie. I did not love it, but I liked it. Uh, like a, a a solid bunch of storylines. False. Uh, what? Yeah. What was wrong with the story? So, all right. So, I mean, that goes right into the the next thing here. I mean, the the story was very straightforward. I mean, and that's okay, John, CJ. It's okay because you have a movie. No, no, no. I want to finish my thought. Fin- go and ahead, then and talk. then I can finish mine. You can go ahead and shit all over it. I'm not going to shit. On it. Um, you had a very straightforward not convoluted story bad guy in the middle of the city doing some crazy shit because you have so many characters you have a good five six seven people that you need to flesh out give backstory to make you care about them that you want them to win at the end of the day was the villain a little weak a little bit but that's okay because they did a great job with the characters they they did not do a good job with the characters they did a great job with three characters and then threw the rest away which pissed me off no, no, I disagree. They they gave you enough backstory for Captain Boomerang. They gave you enough backstory for Deadshot. And they gave you a ba- great backstory for Harley Quinn. And then they took halfway through the movie to give you Diablo. And then Killer Croc, I'm still, I don't understand him. Because who cares? Because he's Killer Croc. Because okay, he's listen. in the movie. I should because care. Because he's, listen, every character that needed a backstory got one. Right. Rick Flagg. Uh, Amanda Waller, Harley, Deadshot, El Diablo. Those were the characters you were supposed to tie yourself to and care about. Enchantress had I'm a backstory. Gonna, you, you, yeah, you want you want some background on Killer Croc? He 
is a crocodile, a humanoid crocodile that Batman punches every once in a Do while. Do you That's really need it. more than that? So, like, so here's okay. So uh, and again, this comes. To, all right. So I'll say one thing, and then I'll, I'll I'll shut up about a majority of this film. There's a, a big rule it. when I when when it comes to to movies and storytelling, which is show don't tell, right? And most of what you got about these characters was from Walker standing in front of the 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 joints. Waller. Waller, Waller right. sorry, was from Waller standing. This, this ain't in, no Texas Ranger, man. Amanda Waller was her standing in front of a PowerPoint presentation saying, this is this person and this is what they've done. This is this person. This is why they're bad. This is that person. This is what, and it's reading these stats off a back of a baseball card. Exactly what they did with the Avengers in civil war. No, the exact. Yes. No. Yeah. No, no, that's exactly how they got. Can I, that's, that's exactly how they got. I don't want to compare this to a ball rolling. That's not how they got the ball rolling. That's how they got the ball rolling on the. No, uh, they started opening the show. They opened Civil War with uh, Winter Soldier being interrogated. No, slash no, I'm saying when they brought in Tony and they they were proposing the ah, damn it, I can't eat the accords or Sokovia accords. The Sokovia, Sokovia accords. accords. Right. It was a it was a PowerPoint presentation about how they've gone unchecked and they're screwing everything up about they, what you just saw. They it recapped doesn't matter. What that was yes, the, it they does. had to it's tell you the story that bridged the tell. two movies. Okay. The the thing is this, I would rather have seen some more backstory from the other secondary characters than just the main 3 in my opinion and and moved on from there. That's that's what I'll have to say. I show show don't tell. And I'm sorry if I brought up Civil War. Um listen, if you're going to and we're not that. going to. Yeah, don't. But if you're going to compare this to any Marvel movie, it's closer to Guardians of the Galaxy than it is to anything else. I, well, I wasn't. I wasn't drawing a civil war comparison. I was saying they used the same vehicle to get yeah to get you there. Here's the here's the point. The the your problem is with the, some of the characters, which I don't think that has anything to do with the story. The story is Task Force X goes to that's the plot. whatever city that that's was. not the story. I have no mm. I have no problem with the plot. I have a problem with the story. The whole movie is a story. I have no problem with the plot of bad guys must go to floating beam of light to stop person dancing from destroying the world. No problem with that. I liked that story. She did dance. She, a lot, she did like hula hoop danced, which was kind of weird. I didn't. I didn't understand that. I didn't really get that either. That, that I didn't get. But, but I liked another- that. I love the fact that Diablo becomes his raging inferno thing and sacrifices himself for the greater good. I love that stuff. The the that part, the actual get here and save the world issue fantastically well done i don't i don't like the overall story okay touche i mean i i can definitely see that but again i mean i feel like they did justice by every one of those characters with the exception of slipknot who dies really quickly yeah and he's like what three minutes of screen time well you know what's funny is in the comic book and not even to mention in that slideshow was yeah he didn't make it in the slideshow and the moment he pops up you're like oh this guy's dead yeah, <laughs> like right. that's why we didn't get a slideshow of him um in the comic book is something very similar as captain boomerang convinces him that this is all fake and he ends up getting his arm blown off for it not his head um and i again okay the backstory on killer croc was a little weak but there's really no backstory on killer croc so that's that's the thing right so i feel like they did justice by every other character because, I mean, who else was there? El Diablo, which we just mentioned, Deadshot, Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. Amanda Waller, Rick Flagg, mm-hmm. and Enchantress. And uh, built what's their the face with the katana? Around. Oh, katana. katana. Don't, know much, her name. don't know much about Katana. 
She, uh, I mean, you they, know, they talk about it, but I don't know much about her. Yeah, you know, but you know enough. You know that, and and that's all you need to know is that that sword captures souls, and that her husband was killed by that sword, and that's really about. And it. and the all amount of time that they took with Deadshot was perfect. I understood that character. Will Smith did a great job, right? With this, right? he did a fantastic yes. job with it. I I really got to to feel for Deadshot. And the moment where he's on the cab and he's saving the soldiers who obviously are not well equipped for what's happening to there and he has that small heroic moment and the music swelling, you're just you're, you're bought in. You want to love this guy. And then you got to remember that he's still kind of a bad guy. Well, you love him. He's not kind of a bad guy. He is a you bad guy. You love him because, you know, he's Will Smith and that's the way he's playing him. That's so that's one of the things I wasn't crazy about. Uh, was that they overhumanized Deadshot? Um, he really only cared about his daughter, uh, wife daughter combo, um, and and not a whole lot else. So I wasn't crazy about that. As much as I liked the, uh, the casting of Will Smith, um, I didn't like how emotional he was um, because that's not who Deadshot is. So I wasn't crazy about that. Um, the second thing was where's Superman? He's, He's dead. dead. This takes place they, after they Batman. They talked about Superman. the funeral. Didn't they talk about his funeral or so they his did. funeral? They, it was yeah, but it was like uh, you know, I didn't I didn't think it was Oh, he's dead. Okay, so it was right after. This is so the whole reason that the suicide squad gets formed is because Superman is gone and she's worried that the next Superman, quote unquote, is going to be something they can't control. Ergo, we need this this X squad or whatever that like, like, See, X. but at this point Bruce Wayne already had files on. Thank you, because that's a point a problem I had. Right, because so I have. That's why I'm asking where was Superman? Because yeah. during, I mean, if this happened after that, Bruce Wayne already has these files. Why does he need? This is my argument for the story over the plot, because that made no sense. Mm, I I took it as he has files knowing that they exist, but he does not know where they are. Yes, he does. He has the whole file from Lex Luthor's computer. What does he need? But the, 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 the but you don't know what's in those for. files besides some. No, that, some that's true. And and I'm I'm okay with I'm okay with him needing that stuff. Uh, I wish there were you know three extra sentences in each of those scenes that just gave me a little bit more about that. Let's talk about the Ben Affleck scenes, though, because oh, so Batman showing up was pretty when he shows up is pretty spectacular when he shows up uh, when they're giving Deadshot's backstory and yep. when they're giving Harley Quinn's backstory. I just want my it, Batman movie, damn it. It looks so yeah, good. Yeah, again, made me want a Batman movie. It was very, very cool, very compelling for those few scenes. Um, you got to love how Harley Quinn is like drowning and she still tries to attack Batman to the point where he has, she has to pop her one in the face. Right. That was great. Um, I love the fact too, that they used them. They used him sparingly, right? It wasn't they a, they used him just enough. It was, it was, that was and the that was the best part. They didn't overdo the Batman. They didn't overdo the Joker. either. I could have used a whole lot more Joker. I, I here's the thing. I don't, I think, I know. Yeah, and I, I think CJ is thinking the same thing. Every time he say. was on screen, I loved I it every single time. But here's the thing. Me too. Once you have more than that seven minutes of Joker, it becomes a Joker movie. Yes. And it's not Suicide and Squad. I want more Joker. I know. Movies. We all want more Joker. And and I I liked uh, the, the Joker that we got with Jared Leto. But I agree with Brian. If you got too much Joker, you would have just asked for this to be a well, Batman So initially Joker a year ago when we first saw trailers for this. There was, uh, you know, an uprising, and Brian, you were you were leading the charge on 
you know, this is not the Joker. All the tattoos and all the crit. This is not the Joker. He's all right. So the guy's not. I mean, he's. I'm not. He's not Heath Ledger, right? But he's not supposed to be. Um, he is. But he's an absolute psychopath. Uh, can can you after having seen this now? This is the Joker. Okay, so they are. There are two versions of the Joker that you see most often in the comic books and and the animated series and every other medium. You have. Your Heath Ledger, I just want to watch the world burn, kind of crazy Joker who just does things to do them. And then you do have this mobster gangster who's got like an em- a criminal empire Joker, which we saw in this movie. Yep. So I'm completely okay with the way he was portrayed. I think Jared Leto did a great job. Again, he was just terrifying. I am still not crazy about the face tattoos. I, again, feel that he did the best job he could with what he was given. He did say a lot of his stuff was cut out. There's some things I don't like about it, but overall, I do like the way that DC is taking this Joker. Harley Quinn was was my favorite part in absolutely every scene. Stole the movie. She's... She was, which we all knew she would. Her accent was perfect. Uh, Her her little. They they uh, showed the animated series costume in real life, and she held it up all proud. But then she even wore it in that little dream sequence where she's dancing with the the Joker in the tuxedo. That's actually ripped right from an Alex Ross cover, which you all have seen with them kind of holding each other in that dark background. And I love that they acknowledge the fact that we would just want to see it because if they didn't, we wish they would have done it. A, a, just a great job with it. She, I mean, by the way, too, she looks like Harley Quinn from the animated series when she's yes. Harley Quinn. It was like, holy crap, that was eerily similar. Uh, and and I, I I loved everything about her performance. And I anyone who ever doubted her needs to go get hit by her baseball bat because she was. I amazing. never doubted her. No, I and never anyone who has, I, I don't know, but you probably know who you are. Well, but but Brian, but you but you did, but you did a bit. I said in that second trailer that I couldn't hear the accent, and I didn't say I was upset by this casting. I just said I wish, you know, she would do the accent a little bit more, and she did it. Because probably in the reshoots. She totally nailed it. And every scene she's in just completely steals the show. Not only is she funny and she's quirky, but she kicks ass. Yep. There's a couple different scenes where she's taken on like three or four of those guys. Fearless, insane. It it was great. And I think they did her backstory an intense amount of justice, too. Because she's probably, besides Deadshot, the one you see the most as far as flashbacks Can I ask a question? If Harley Quinn falls into this chemicals, right? They were chemicals that she fell into? Ace chemicals, yeah. Okay. And she obviously gets, not only is she does some mental stuff happen, but she gets physically altered in her appearance. Mm-hmm. Does the Joker not get a double dipping of this? Is it not, How come no. he came out kind of unaffected? I, I don't understand that. It, it, it's it's once and done. It's um. How does that work? You drop me an done. acid, and then you drop me an acid again. I get another chemical burn. Yeah, I was. Immune. The scene was. I, I understand. I understand what it is and what it does. But the the effect, the the swirling colors were a little uh, confusing to me. Oh, I loved it. No, I, I no. It was cool to look at, but I'm just wondering why. Um, his shirt melted off. Yeah, he, that's I, how. But I took his, his shirt wasn't red and blue, was it? It was purple. The, the the chemicals were like purple and bluish. Okay. And he was well, wearing I'm, a purple shirt. It comes down to this. I'm perplexed by the chemicals because they don't apply to the rules of chemicals. 
<laughs> so right, but that's not. To, that's I'm not just, I'm just curious. Science. You don't that's get not, to fall into a vat of chemicals and then be like, "Well, I did this once, so I won't." It won't that's happen nothing again. new to the to the Joker story. Right? <laughs> You're, yeah, that's that's really? pretty much the Harley Quinn story verbatim. Yeah, he goes into the chemicals even in the yeah. She, he's gone to the chemicals. All right, DC, figure being. out how chemicals work. That's not how that works. But okay, I'll give Listen, you. Listen, you're trying to apply science to a world where a man flies. I mean, come on. And there's science applied to that. The there yellow is no sun science fuels his kryptonian cells and allows oh, yeah. him to do that. So, yeah. Okay. You get me some kryptonite, and then we'll talk. Okay. Well, I mean, I want to talk about that scene because here's what what they did really well, and even in the few very short scenes that Joker is in. That relationship between him and Harley. Like, he actually really cares about her. Yep. And it's downright mentally and physically abusive, but they actually really love each other, which is that relationship to a T. I thought they did an amazing job with that. Um, but it's they're showing how screwed up their relationship is, I think, is it's, it's hit harder and, and doesn't hit anywhere else as, as hard as the car scene. With the fact that she goes, I can't swim, yet he still drives into the water. He right, abandons that's the her. Part of it. <laughs> I mean, like it's the antithesis of their relationship, uh, and the fact that she still loves him and goes back to him just really just shows how sick and warped and twisted they are. Uh, and that's a scene that I outstanding. I loved it. Oh, so going back to you know, kind of the the way they introduce every, every character and they go through their backstory. First off, I love the fact that I was just like. It was this whole movie was shot like a freaking panel out of a comic book. Like, yeah, they did this really cool splash page like dead shot. And like, honestly, those poses are very much ripped from a comic book. And like, here are his stats. He's five foot six and he's an expert. Marksman. Right, right, right. right. And, I like that Rick Flag golfs with a three handicap was the was the bottom right, of right. his stat. And one. Captain Boomerang like has a, a, a obsession with pink unicorns and things like that, which yeah. is actually canon in the comic book. Because after they show the title card, or after they show Deadshot, Harley Quinn, they showed a scene of their backstory. Not all of them. Sing, mm, the only one they didn't do is Captain Boomerang. Well, no, no, no. no. They, they did Captain Boomerang. They did Captain Boomerang. I, that's Robin not the who I meant. I meant um, Killer Croc. Right. And they didn't show El Diablo. They showed his backstory later because that becomes important. Well, they showed him walking out of a burning house and surrendering. That's That's about it. So, okay, so so it comes down to this. I would rather have taken a longer scene after the the stupid cards than getting the cards at all. I'd rather just see these people for the extra three minutes than than getting a just a truncated little tiny 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 section. I don't I know, know, man. More. I think they're pieces of a whole, and I, I don't think it matters who they are as much individually until later, and what you what they have time for throughout the movie is to show what each of them, what baggage each of them is bringing with them through right. the movie. But to give each of them three minutes in the beginning of the movie, you're losing, you're, you'll lose sight of what the overall... But this is a story about individuals becoming a team, and it's not presented that way. It's them becoming a team and then showing them as individuals. And I don't like that storytelling way. They were forced together. Right, and I get that, and that's fine. But so to make it a harder conflict to become a team, I have to know them as individuals. They're and getting to know each other as individuals as they go, as we are. We're get we're know we're getting to know them in the same time that they are. Right, and and I and that's a method of storytelling that I don't always like. And in this execution, I didn't like it for this for this is a group of unknowns with no backstory whatsoever for me to fall back on. I would have rather taken a a 
a slightly longer movie for more story. So one other th- little cameo that I want to talk about is the Flash cameo in Captain Boomerang's backstory. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Which was more of that. Extremely brief. You saw him for a Flash. <laughs> <laughs> You're so clever. Um, but man, it was cool and it was fun and I am sold on Ezra Miller finally. <gasps> finally? Is that what I it am- took? Yeah, the trailer yeah, for Justice League didn't sell you that is what I mean the trailer for Justice League got me to openly accept maybe I should start liking Ezra Miller but seeing him in action seeing him in the suit and even just that one line is like oh no honor among thieves huh that was great and he doesn't I, I they they definitely they definitely took whatever crit- criticism they got from Batman v Superman and what he re- appeared in in that to heart cuz he does not look the way he did in that movie I liked it. I, I thought it was great, and I was really happy with it. And Flash is my favorite I'm, DC character. I'm glad character, you're finally so. on board for Flash. It took you way too long. He is my favorite DC character. You need to do him right. Make my martini right every time. <laughs> All right? When it comes to Flash, you can't just screw this up. It, it's it's well, it, it's it's close. It's DC, near and dear DC, to my heart. you hear that? You, you have fully got the endorsement of Brian Thornton for Flash. So don't You have made the martini up. right once. Let's see if they can do it again when the Flash movie and Justice League movie comes we out. We shall but see. I thought that was great. Uh, and again, because Captain Boomerang is a Flash villain, he is pretty much just a thug who throws boomerangs at extreme accuracy and speed. So I, I was really glad to see that. I happen. loved him in this movie. Captain Boomerang? He was, oh, he was the comic the, relief. The freaking the scene where they're in the bar and uh, he breaks the the little screen across the bar and says, you're all free to go. And he just goes, okay, fuck off. Bye. Woo. <laughs> just slides out there, lost it, loved it. And then when he shows back up, he's like, what? He's just like, what? I'm here. Yeah, I get it. Blah, blah, blah. I'm here. Yeah, I know I left. Love me. I loved him. He was great. He was, he was Jai, Jai Courtney. Oh, look. He was very. And look, yeah. Foyer. Foyer. You're the fire guy. Huh? I loved it. <laughs> I loved him so much. It was so good. Let's talk about Amanda Waller. Oh, God. Yes. Because that is. Let's do that. So Amanda Waller. Here's the great thing about that character. Kills five government employees. She is ruthless. (laughs) She kills five government employees because they didn't have clearance and they were helping her escape the city and she still kills them. That's cold hearted. They're drawn down to the mission not to stop the flashy orb of light in the sky, but to get somebody out of the city. And well, they, it's who water. are you talking about? What Task Force, yeah, Task Force X. Yeah, they, they they tell them it's an extraction thing. Don't worry about right. the big shiny light in the sky. You're here to do an an extraction, and the fact that it's her, like it's her. What the hell is she doing in the city to begin with? They get her, and then she murders anyone else who's with her. She is the villain of this movie. I mean, when you really look at it, and the the moment where she meets Harley Quinn for the first time, and she looks at her and she goes. Are, are you the devil? And she looks at her and goes, maybe. Holy crap. She is the villain. She is the villain of this movie. It absolutely, like, yeah, exactly. I, I, that, and that's how I took it. She is not a good person and she's never been a good person, which is why I do love that mid credit scene so much between her and Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Because in every medium, this character is built up as a character who knows more than what she lets on, knows how to manipulate people, knows how to make people do exactly what she wants. And in that scene between her and Bruce Wayne, she she says to him, you look tired. You should stop working so many nights. Like, she knows 
and one good turn deserving another, he says, look, you should shut it down or me and my new friends will shut it down for you. Right. Great scene. The cutscene was the end of the cutscene was the best part because it tells me that he's he doesn't consider her an ally at all. Right, it's true. He, Absolutely, he needs her help to get this piece done, and he fully intends to put a stop to what her, to her evil to what she's doing. Mm-hmm. And and what that scene does for me is makes me really hope for a Suicide Squad sequel because I'm really hoping that we have Suicide Squad versus Justice League. That they both end up in the same place to maybe stop the same thing. And Batman says, this is enough. We need to take this operation down. I think that would be really cool. And it would be something that no one's ever done before. Um, So that's what I took that scene as and what I'm really hoping happens. But I loved Viola Davis's performance. She was absolutely – she was – terrifying without having to like she didn't overact she just played it simple and it came off fucking terrifying you didn't see you didn't see that shit coming she just no she just starts she just starts pumping rounds into people yeah. and you're like oh, oh, oh okay right and and after they get done stopping the enchantress and saving her ass she still has the phone is like i'm gonna blow all of you up like she just no remorse no heart she doesn't care. She just cares about and, her agenda. And the biggest dick move, they did all of that only 10 years off their sentence. What a, what a dick Ten move. 10 years off a life sentence doesn't mean jack. That's a dick move. Come on, give him a little more. At least make it a, a, a higher meaningless number, like 20. A life sentence is 20 years. No, is it really? Right, but most of them have multiple. I, I, I get that. Oh, okay. uh, no, I didn't know. Hold on, I did not know the unit of measure of a life a, sentence, so I retract oh, yeah. my statement and say, years. "Hey, all right, she did something kind of nice." Okay, but most of them have like two, three, four yeah, life sentences. Yeah, 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 Captain Boomerang has, 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 a, has triple life sentence or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, I think one of them has at least a triple life sentence. I mean, think about it. Deadshot, how many people is he killed? He's got like at least quintuple yeah, life sentence they, they no, 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 he's convicted that. of that's right? that's yeah, the amount right. of sentences that's that he true. has okay so you know what i take it back she gave him 10 years that was the one nice thing she did in the movie well i no i mean she, you know she gave harley quinn an espresso machine and and she, killer croc she does gave get killer a, TV. Croc a tv with bet on it that's what he wanted that's what he asked for right bet yeah oh that I have a feeling Rick Flagg had more to do with that than than Amanda Waller. <laughs> they got they they got what they wanted. Uh, you know, I, I think that the 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 relationship between um, the Enchantress Girl with June Doctor June, June June Moon. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. That was uh, I felt like that was a little forced. Like you know, just putting the two together doesn't make it so. And she's pretty damaged goods, and she seemed like. She seemed like she was scared of the Enchantress altogether, so it it didn't seem to me like it would be very likely she would get involved with another human being. Um, Thank you. I agree. At the ready. So another, you know, again, I don't think it's a – I don't think it was a big detractor from the movie. It just – it was one of those things where I went, this seems strange. At first glance, um, as I watch the movie again and again, I, maybe I'll dig into it more and I won't feel that way. But I did feel that way at least at first. Uh, I thought what was very cool was when the team discovered, when Deadshot found the the binder and uh, made Rick Flag tell everyone, it wasn't just 
the suicide squad that was pissed off, the, the SEALs, I mean, his his own team wasn't happy. I, and I'm assuming he said SEALs, so there's at least a few SEALs in there. I'm assuming they were mixed, uh, Delta Force, Army Rangers, SEALs, blah, blah, blah. But his team didn't like it. The suicide squad didn't like it. And then there's Rick Flagg. He's basically on an island and and has nowhere to go. So he, he has to rely now on this team. Yeah, and he doesn't like it either. He's just in the, an impossible situation. I, no, I get that. And that's and that's why that's why I wasn't generally these guys, um the special forces archetype, they are very they very easily divorce themselves from that kind of emotion and and that's 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 you know sort of a lot of the stuff they're put through in training i did like I, i'll say this i did like that the uh the movie held true to what our special forces look like they're very normal looking they're not giant muscle bound jerk the rock is right. not no. A Navy SEAL. They don't go after that guy. Right. Right. They they go after normal looking people, which is what you had there. Kind of like in um, Lone Survivor. I think they did. A good it, job no, exactly that. right. Yeah. But that's that's what our that's what they I, I have a few I got a few buddies who are special forces in one branch or another, and you you'd never know it to to meet them uh in public. I like that. I like that they held true to their convictions. I like that they stayed on the mission, even though it seemed unwinnable. I you know, Rick Flagg, I don't know much about him. I'm sure there's deeper seated stuff, but a guy with his credentials uh, wouldn't fall in love with a, you know, something with an asset. To, right. Yeah. With an asset. Exactly right. So, uh, although, you know, Insider is a witch, so there's something to be said about that, I guess, but they didn't mention. You know, any sort I thought of he manipulation. fell in love with her before the witch, right? Or am I wrong? No, it was no, after. He was yeah, protecting was her because. He was watching her because uh, Waller had the heart, and she couldn't get it. You know, near she, sure, right. My apologies. Anyway, it's not. It wasn't anything that took away from the quality of what I felt the movie had. It was just something that just an didn't. inconsistency in uh, character type for yeah. me. I, I will say this: the the thing that I liked the most about this movie, besides Harley Quinn, right? We can just Harley Quinn, yay, yay. Okay, we get it. It'd be a little bit like Captain America taking a bribe. <laughs> Okay, sure. Or Hail Hydra. Or, or going to Hydra, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. right. But that, no, I'm saying no, that's, no, no, I, it, it's yeah. out of character. It's, that, it's out of character, absolutely. What I, I really will say is, is I came into this movie knowing nothing about Diablo, and he ended up being my favorite arc of any character in that film. I, I loved everything about it. His uh, getting to accept what he had done by these terrible people. Harley Quinn, you got to own that shit, right? And, and having that moment where she gets to be the, the doctor that she used to be, right, to help somebody for just a, a brief moment, a bad guy helping somebody, and then him making a, a huge sacrifice uh, to to save the world and, and, and the team that he's come to love with. I loved his character arc. I loved his passiveness in the beginning, and I loved where he ended up going, and uh, I, I thought it was great. So one of those really uh, – like a really telling moment for me was – you know when he sort of breaks free of the of the vision that Enchantress is is putting them all under, mm-hmm. um, and and she says to him, "How long have you been able to see?" And he said, "My whole life." And I I, I don't I don't know anything about uh, the comic book character, and I don't know if this was you know in any like this elemental thing that he became. Brian, is that like was that 
sort of a nod from Enchantress that she recognizes that, or was it? I like I just didn't get that. Like it, it, it seemed important, and I felt like I missed something. It's kind of like how people said that they've had the gift their whole life, like the gift of you know sight or the. No, gift of- I get it, but like it felt to me like he knew that this that he was this other creature, right? And and she spotted it immediately when he broke the trance. And I thought to myself, I could I don't understand what's happening. So I guess I'm just asking Brian, what did I need to know about El Diablo going into this? That good I question because I don't know enough about El Diablo, right? And which I, means I feel it would like, be nice to have a little scene to explain a little what, bit about. Yeah, him. no, dude, I feel like this guy isn't a character that anybody gives a shit about. So I'm not sure that this elemental character was ever a thing. Um, I mean, as far as I know, the like the the biggest. The biggest El Diablo story was uh, Brian Azzarello's story, right? Correct. So, I mean, and that was, CJ, that was just like 15 years ago. <laughs> so, I, I just don't think there's a, like a really You don't think there's history. enough canon for it to do that? I mean, it obviously has to come from somewhere. Look, I don't understand turning into the the Farfignugan guy. You know what I mean? Like, you, you turn into this crazy character that all of a sudden is is just as big as the Incubus, and, and then what? What what are you like? What is he exactly? And he's like, and he's Thank an incarnation. He's an in, uh, an incarnation of El Diablo. This character is so obviously. This is a it's it's uh, you know is like something that's passed down. Is like it the enchantress was captured in the doll and then you know inhabits somebody's body. I'm assuming it's that kind of thing. And and I'm hoping because of that, El Diablo can return in another form. Uh, to again be part of the Suicide Squad or something, some part of this universe, but I just don't under I don't understand it, and it I don't I don't have a a problem with it as a moviegoer. I have a problem with it as a nerd and going, how did I miss this? Hang on, I'm doing some research. So the El Diablo, I'm sorry, the El Diablo that is in that movie. Uh, Chato Santana is the third version of El Diablo. Right, so that's right. why I'm having some issues. Is that third version is in like DC's rebooted the universe three times or he is like the third incarnate of Diablo? He's the third incarnation. Well, no, what's well, the I mean, encyclopedia There's two other El Diablos before him, but none of them really possessed his powers um, from what I, I can read here. So he's he just the, the third person to at least just take that name. So it's like, uh, it's just like a reboot of the DC universe for El Diablo. Kind of. It doesn't seem like the other two are connected. So, okay. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I found it. Okay. So El Diablo is very much like Ghost Rider. It, it is a, a, a spirit of vengeance type of thing that possesses, possesses them. Right. Now, the That's question is, the... is, is that handed down or is this? Well, I mean, just like go, the Ghost Rider is, is a spirit of vengeance that chooses its host. El Diablo is the same type of thing. Right. So is this the first time this has been in El Diablo or is this? I mean, Gen in this 3? movie universe, yes. But in okay. the comic books, he is the third one. Yeah. In our DC universe, he's the first one. So we don't know. Yeah, the, we don't know what capabilities universe, come from right. that afterwards. Gotcha. Right. In the movie universe. So it leaves the door open, Josh. Jay Hernandez does play Chato Santana, uh, the 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 third El Diablo. But this is like this is a character that occurs over several DC titles, uh, and that I've heard of, but I never bothered to learn anything about. And, and frankly, I'm not reading Jonah Hex, and I'm not re- like I'm not reading the crossovers and stuff like that. So don't blame you. 
So here's the the impression I left with this. I uh, am very happy to see that this is a good DC movie that has taken some feedback that we've talked about, right? That that this this stuff needs to change, and they did a great direction. I thought some of the stuff that you can tell were reshoots were, were good, and they made the story better. There's still some problems with the overall story. However, I think the critics were way too hard on this movie to give it such a, a, a bad rating. I wouldn't necessarily tell everybody to go see this movie. This doesn't fit for everybody like other movies have. But it's good enough that if you want to watch stuff blow up and you want to eat some popcorn, you're going to love this movie. If you're coming in looking for something deeper than that, I think you're going to leave a little disappointed. So the right expectations will give you the right results. And Jared Leto, again, did the best job he could with what he was given. And I like the fact that they didn't have him in the movie too much. Uh, I, I uh, again, uh, I really love the movie. Uh, I, I thought it was a great, very well like played out story. Again, the, the entire thing, start to finish, I thought, started well. I didn't get bored at all. It ended well. Um, I don't understand how they pulled off a PG-13 rating, frankly. Yeah. I, there wasn't a whole lot of actual blood. Harley Quinn calls them pussies like uh, six times. It's a lot of – I, I thought she did it once. It was at least, it was it was at least, least three. three times, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and it was just – there was a lot of suggestive, suggestive content, mm-hmm. uh, a ton of vulgarity, you know, a ton of violence. Um I don't know how they. I don't know how they pulled it off. I, you know, at one point, I, I really wanted to see it like last week, and I thought, ah, maybe I'll just take Christian. I got to thank God I didn't take Christian to see this movie. <laughs> I right. told you not to. Uh, and no, and you did. Um, it there's t- frightening characters in this movie, and not just the Joker and Harley Quinn, and they are they're completely deranged and as as hot as Margot Robbie is. Uh, she is maybe equally, if not more, unhinged as the character. Um, and then also the Enchantress is terrifying. Mm, I thought I thought she was very creepy. Creepy enough. She was super scary, dude. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it wasn't. No, I was more scared of the girl from the ring than I was the Enchantress. Brian. My final thoughts? Yes. I need Josh to call me when he wants to go see it again because I need to. I would love to see this again. I highly enjoyed it. I thought it was very well done, and I was not upset by any of the True Believer stuff. I didn't care that Deadshot didn't wear the mask too often because that's just how good Will Smith was. Yeah. I just, I was, in, I was in. I loved it. My question is this, and and obviously with when we saw Batman vs Superman, the extended version or Ultimate Edition, whatever the hell it's called obviously did a, a great deal to help that movie along. Jared Leto made a statement out that he feels a little upset because a lot of stuff that he did was cut from the movie. Do you think we're going to see that in the deleted scenes of the Blu-ray, or are we never going to see that footage? Do you- I'm sure there will be a special feature. They're not doing – they already said they're not doing an extended version right. of this movie. This is David Ayer's cut, cut of the of movie. The right. Now, but but Josh, you said you would like to see more Joker, just to see more Joker, right? Yeah, that's, that's the, the only – the story the only along, just no, to see I don't more need Joker. It. I, right. thought, I thought, man, every time he was on camera, I thought he did just phenomenal work in this movie. And, and uh, I didn't – I didn't think I was going to like – Really, really like the the character as portrayed by anyone that isn't named Heath Ledger, but 
It made me a believer. They still, they still got to to because they did a so small amount. I really want to see this deleted scenes, Josh, just to see them. I think I think you and I are going to enjoy them a lot. Uh, and then I really want to see what they're going to do when they give him a a bigger spotlight in probably the Batman movie. Let's. I mean, I hope so. The the uh, the Christopher Nolan Joker could have gone, you know, several more movies, right? Mm-hmm. So, and the Joker is the most prevalent villain in the Batman series. We should see him for more than just one movie. It's not a Batman movie, so I get why we didn't see him for more than however many minutes, but there needs to be uh I'm I'm pleading for there to be multiple titles that have Jared Leto as the Joker. And before we wrap, I do want to just play a message that we got from a friend of the show TD who had some thoughts about the Suicide Squad that he wanted to share with us. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's TD. Uh, I know I haven't speak, spoken to you guys in a long time. Uh, I know you're going to be wanting this. I uh, just saw uh, Suicide Squad, um, and I just want to give you my thoughts on the movie. Uh, I thought that movie was actually really good. I actually really enjoyed it. I don't understand the critics. Uh, I enjoyed uh, pretty much everything about it. Harley Quinn's one-liners. I think she, uh, I think she pulled it off really well. I could definitely hear the Brooklyn accent. Uh, I love the fact that they weren't really focusing on the Joker too much, where it was just focusing on the Suicide Squad uh, itself. Uh, I think all of them played a really good part. Uh, Will Smith uh, and all the other actors who played uh, the actual squad itself. Um, so I just want to give you some thoughts on the uh, last part of the movie that I thought was really enjoyable uh, when they were going through the uh, flashbacks, uh, which was just trying to trick them. Um, I just thought it was really funny how hardly... They want, um, she basically inside of her head, she just wants to be sane. She just wants to be sane with Joker. She just wants to live a normal life. I uh, just thought it was really interesting because, like, what we see on the outside is her crazy, but what's going on, on the inside is she just wants to be sane. Um, the movie really lost it for me after the cheesy gun flip. Uh, it was really, really cheesy, and I was like, okay, yeah, I don't like this movie anymore. Uh, I'm totally kidding on that last part. Uh, other than that, it was a really good movie. So I want to thank TD for calling in. It's been a while, buddy. We appreciate you you calling in and leaving a message uh, and giving us some thoughts uh, about the Suicide Squad. So I I do like the fact that he brings up that Harley Quinn's you know her her wonderful life solution right her 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 wish is to have just a normal happy domestic life with she uh, hits with the normal setting she hits the normal setting on the on the washing machine <laughs> which you know goes back to the line that she had right in the bar right. Um, and and then you see it and you, you think, well, you know, the house and the two kids and yes, it seems wonderful, but that's, you know, that's when you know that this could never happen. Right. Right. I just want to thank TD for saying everything that I, 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 I just everything that I said, just choose me more right. <laughs> and having never heard, having never heard that, Brian, never heard, never you heard. Basically, I did not pay you basically, you did say a lot of those things throughout this show. And ha- yeah, so let it be known it- that I I did not give Brian or Josh the advance of TD's message. So the fact that it's so so on point with what Brian says to have it validated has to feel good, Brian. TD, there's obviously a spot on you in the show to take over for me for these episodes because honestly, <laughs> I'm not I'm not welcome. And they would just love to hear you talk about it. So listen, if you want to be just like TD, well, next time you hard pass on a movie, you're actually not going to see it. Uh, well, so we might need someone I'm, again. Laura is going to police every hard pass that I ever make in my entire life. So. 
so I'm going to treat them as uh, so maybe you should just stop hard passing on things it's tough CJ look it it, ta- it took a long time for me to be able to live with these sort of extremes but I, I, I will say this when I <laughs> when when I say something is done when I'm done with it I'm done with it and there's I understand what that means so I generally don't do it unless I'm willing to cut that thing completely out of my life true but once I say it, it's I'm done. I'm obviously going to have to have patience that they'll take feedback and reshoot things before I just declare something not worth my time. So clearly I will put a little more stuff to say. I'm going to put a little more trust in DC. Oh, God, that hurt. Oh. Oh, hurt, hurt, hurt bad. All right. So if you want to be just like TD and share your voice on our show, there's a couple ways that you can do that. The first thing is you can do exactly what he did. Leave a message for us. You can call us at 484-373-4119 and leave a 90-second voicemail for us. You can also talk to us on Twitter at that kind of nerd or on Facebook. Just search guess it that kind of nerd. Uh, I want to thank Brian and Josh for joining me for this episode and talking about the Suicide Squad, but we really want to hear from you guys. So come share some feedback and tell us what you liked or didn't like about the movie. So thank you so much for making us your walk around the neighborhood or your drive to work, and we will see you guys next week for a new episode of That Kind of Nerds Podcast. Thanks for listening. Okay, <clears throat> hang on. Let me get my pod- podcast voice. Uh Hello, and welcome to the Suicide Squad spoiler cast. I am your host, Brian Thornton. Is that, is that not good? I, I was just going NPR. Just trying to, trying to really soothe the tone.